Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. This morning, hello, my friends. On this Saturday morning, I know, I don't, I know, I know, I know. Some of us wanted to stay in bed. We wanted to stay sleeping. I can tell you, I did too. I had a very, very busy week, and then just settling in yesterday back and uh, starting all over to get today. I could have slept a little bit longer, but you know what? As much as I wanted to do that, I'm up. I'm ready to rock and roll. (laughs) So I hope you are too. And my friends, thank you for joining us this morning. For those of you joining us for the first time, we welcome you. Uh, This is the place where we will read God's word and dissect it and uh, see what the Holy Spirit has to reveal to us. So my friends, get your pens and your papers, everything ready. Get your Bibles out, get your tablets your phones, however it is that you see, you know, the Bible scriptures, because we're going to continue where we've been for the last couple of weeks in the book of Amos. We are in chapter six, and we have been reading along just how much God delivered the message through Amos to the community and what God was doing. So we're going to pick up where we left off. We are going to start in verse 8, chapter 6 in the book of Amos, starting with verse 8. And this is what it says. The Lord God has sworn by himself. The Lord God of hosts says, I abhor the pride of Jacob and hate his palaces. Therefore, I will deliver up the city and all that is in it. Then it shall come to pass that if ten men remain in one house, they shall die. And when a relative of the dead, with one who will burn the bodies, picks up the bodies to take them out of the house, he will say to one inside the house, are there any more with you? Then someone will say, none. And he will say, hold your tongue, for we dare not mention the name of the Lord. For behold, the Lord gives a command. He will break the great house into bits and the little house into pieces. Do horses run on rocks? Does one plow there with oxen? Yet you have turned justice into gall and the fruit of righteousness into warm wood. You who rejoice over Debar, who say, Have we not taken Camnium for ourselves by our own strength? But behold, I will raise up a nation against you, O house of Israel, says the Lord God of hosts, and they will afflict you from the entrance of Hamath to the valley of the Arabah. 
Father, thank you so much for your word. We know your word is truth. We know your word gives us life. We know that your word warns us, Heavenly Father, of a, and, and, and demonstrates a perfect example of what's happened in the past. And how can we apply this to our lives today? Because we do know history repeats itself. And we must ask ourselves, are we doing the same thing as was done at the time of Amos? So we thank you for your word. Amen. You know, my friends, we have been reading along in the book of Amos. And I know that it's been really hard getting through this book. Because listen, most of the time people do not want to hear anything that has to do with destruction. <laughs> people don't want to hear about any of the consequences that they could face if they're not following God's lead. And people definitely don't want to talk about, you know, death and the consequences you face. Um, and how God will make his own decision of how he will reprimand us with his children and he loves us so much but just like a parent in the natural who loves their child uh you will also you know give a little pow pow sometimes to your child if y'all don't know what power means like a little spanking <laughs> and at times you will really give your child um or even your uh, teenager or your adult child a time out um, so they can reflect on the things they've done incorrectly and how they have an opportunity to fix it. And as we've been reading the word in Amos, we're learning that, right? God gave them so many chances. God gave them so many opportunities to turn from their ways. God would even say, hey, this is, you still got a minute. I'll give you a minute, <laughs> you know, to uh, to back off, to... Stop doing what you're doing. Because when it says here, the Lord God has sworn by himself, the Lord God of hosts says, I abhor the pride of Jacob and hate his palaces. Therefore, I will deliver up the city and all that is in it. You know, God makes a pledge with himself. He says, I am going to do this. And I am going to do that. And I myself say it and do it. God is not a God playing games with us. He's a very serious father who loves us. And when we are not doing things correctly, he will reprimand us. He will have us face consequences and he will strip us of whatever he may have even blessed us with. And we've spoken about this for the last couple of years that we've been doing this podcast. Because there are different scenarios in the Bible that we have read thus far that gives us examples of that. Things that were given to people, you know, blessings that were given to communities and how they took it for granted and God had to come and intervene again and say, okay, after I blessed you with this, now you're acting this way. So I got to get, get you back to the beginning of humble beginnings again. Because you got a little chip on your shoulder. 
which is not little anymore. It's really big now. <laughs> and um, he'll ultimately say, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I despise because of your pride. When he talks about the pride of Jacob and he hates his palaces, meaning that at the time of Amos, you know, the people had become very prideful, very conceited, very stuck up, if we want to look at it layman's terms for today. Um, and they just had so much pride. They didn't even have humble hearts anymore. And they had become so arrogant and conceited, you know, that they started to build for themselves their own palaces, as it, as it says here, because it says, you know, I abhor the pride of Jacob and hate his palaces. Because, you know, they were building big things for themselves. And guys, we've spoken about this before. We've said, look, I'm not saying you cannot enjoy what God has given you or blessed you with. That, that could even be of a great abundance. What this is referring to is that, you know, the people at the time of Amos were blessed abundantly with the things God gave them. But they chose to just be a steward of the, of the things God gave them, but in a very selfish way. And what I am uh, reading here is reminding us that when God gives us blessings, whether that's financial, material, a job, a promotion, you know, you finally get to ask the person that you're in love with out and you start dating, whatever it is God blesses you with, you need to be a good steward of that. And as well, you need to be respectful to God of what he would want you to do with those blessings. In other words, it you just can't take the blessing and then decide, oh, I'm going to hide it on the shelf or under the mattress or I'm going to, you know, I'm I'm just going to um I'm just going to keep it there. I'm not going to share it with anybody. And when he's talking about their palaces, he's not talking about a hut. <laughs> he's talking about the pala- palaces that they built for themselves. That were huge, tremendous. But they weren't they were not sharing it with anyone. They weren't giving it to the needy at the time who didn't have roofs over the head that who were poor. They had an overabundance of food and grains and just different commodities that they were able to enjoy their life with. And they had an overflow of it. And at many times, because of their pride that stepped in, they would never be an extending hand to anybody else. And when God sees this in the moment of Amos in this community, he's going to act on it because he is very upset. He says it. He says, I hate and hate his palaces. You know, God hates the sin. He loves the sinner because he wants to still give an opportunity to the sinner to repent of their ways and surrender fully their lives to God. But he hates the sin. And at the time of Amos, you know, sin was in many ways. You know, sins of like what they built for themselves and didn't share with others. Uh, 
the harvest that they that they um that they were blessed with that they never even gave to anyone else you know the homes they built for themselves which were exuberant homes because when you call something a palace that's not a small home that's a big home a real big home we can compare it to our, our everyday life today when we say mansions right wow this person got a that celebrity just bought a mansion right or that individual just bought a mansion you don't even have to be a celebrity these days to buy mansions people are buying mansions left and right and at the time of amos this was happening and god was making it very clear to amos to give the message to the people you know, because God sees everything, my friends. We've spoken about this numerous times. He sees everything. Nothing goes unnoticed in God's eyes. And when he sees things and is aware of things, because God knows everything, he's going to come and expose it. He's going to come out and lay it out. He's going to give it to you in details. And for the time of Amos, you know, God was being very direct of his intentions, where his heart was, that he made up his mind of what he was going to do. Because when it says here, therefore I will deliver up the city and all that is in it. Yeah, God can come in and take an entire town out. God can allow things to happen for an entire town to be done away with. And, you know, we've read many stories in the Bible, my friends, where God allowed the enemy to come in and infiltrate those cities, infiltrate communities. And then people were running chaotically, not knowing what to do. They became captives to others, slaves to others, indebted to others. You know, they were even killed. Hey, we talk real on this podcast. You know, and when we read this, we have to ask ourselves, today, in 2023, are we doing this? Have we allowed pride to come into our hearts? Have we allowed ourselves to be sucked in to the trends of society? And we, and our heads have blown up so much that we don't extend ourselves to others, even if we have an overflow of blessings and resources in our lives. We have to ask ourselves that question. And we have to ask ourselves as well, will I end up <laughs> be doing away a with, you know, uh, because of this? Am I going to be found out by God? Because up to now, you may be saying to yourself, I've kept it a secret. Nobody knows what I'm doing. No one knows who I'm hanging out with. No one knows the transactions I'm doing every day. No one knows the sins I'm committing. Because you think you got it on the download. Let me tell you, my friend, God will expose it. He'll bring it right up to the surface. And you'll face consequences, my friends. I know, I know, I know. You're saying, oh my gosh, Antonia. 
Oh, not again. As we continue to read scriptures, all these warnings, all these things that were happening. Why? Because they did happen at the time of Amos. We got to say to ourselves, are we in a position right now where pride has set in? You know, we could even look at it. You know, what's happening, all these different wars that are going on. Is there pride in the people's hearts? And that's why, because pride has come in and set in, you know, it's still not being resolved. There's no consensus to a meeting of the minds. No one is willing to come in humbly and say, we need to do this differently. We need to stop it. We need to, you know, there's no concern and care for life anymore. We, you know, there, we have read many stories where people were wiped out. We know that in the Bible. We have met, read, and there are still so many stories in the Bible that if you haven't had a chance to go and read, do so. Start reading them. Go into the book of Habakkuk. Go into Jeremiah. Go into Hezekiah. I mean, I, you know, there's so many different stories that express to us God's heart and also shows us the actions that he did against his children. Listen, God loves us, so we're going to face consequences just like a real parent. If you're listening to me, young child, young teenager, even young adult that's still living with your mom and your dad, you got the right to come and let you know what you've done wrong. They have the right to say, hey, you're not going to have your cell phone for two weeks. I know you'll, you'll have a tantrum attack. You'll have a meltdown. I get it. Because no phone, no social media, no access to texting, no calling friends, no looking at Facebook, checking out the latest thing, or Instagram, checking out the latest trends of people you follow. I know. You're going to feel like your world falls apart. But your parents do that for a reason, to not just teach you a lesson, but to help discipline you. You know, this is something that we're lacking these days in society. People being disciplined, people having the disciplined mindset. You know, there's a t- there was a time when I was growing up that, you know, everybody was disciplined to some extent, like, You knew as a kid going to school, you get up, you fix your bed, (laughs) you take a shower, you get dressed, and if you had to iron something, you'd iron it yourself. You wouldn't depend on your parents to iron it for you. Um, And, you know, you go about your day, your agenda, you, you know, you have a laid out calendar of the things that you have to do, your responsibilities. You know, uh, your chores at home when you got home from school, doing your homework, the whole nine yards. Like, I could just go down the list and say, you know, are you disciplined, right? Because after a while, when you when you dismiss being disciplined, you're all over the place. You just start making wild judgment calls, which don't benefit you. They could actually hurt you. And at the time of Amos, for the people. You know, God was saying, 
I'm just gonna have to wipe this out. It's, they're gonna face major consequences. Listen, because God is a God of love. The same way He wants us to be purposeful on this earth and fulfill His commission of what He wants us to do. If we disobey that, we don't pay Him any mind, we don't have relationship with Him, we don't do things according to His will in our lives, He can wipe us out. What's dead? Why, why would he hang, hang on to dead, dead weight? You ever heard that before when you're like hanging out with someone and you're like, this person's dead weight. This person is just slowing me down. This person just can't keep up with me. What's up? Oh, this person I'm with all the time is speaking all the time negatively instead of positively. After a while, you're like, I don't want to hang with this person anymore. I don't want someone holding me up. Even if they say, hey, let's walk together in the morning for work. But they're like, la, 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 la. And you're like, more like the Amtrak, moving along, getting, wanting to get to work on time or to wherever you're going. And people are like, la, 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 la. Well, they're holding you up. After a while, you're not going to work with that person anymore. You're going to be like, I just got to do this accordingly on my own and being humble and say I have to respect the fact that I have to be to work on time I have to respect the fact that you know people are relying on me you know it takes discipline to really understand your responsibilities your commitments and your actions of what you do on a daily basis and then it says here then it shall come to pass that if ten men remain in one house, they shall die. So no matter how many people in that home, on that place, on that palace, as it's mentioned earlier, they're all going to be wiped out. All of them. There's not going to be not one that will survive or be spared. Because God is not playing games, my friends. God is clear and direct when he tells us things and tells us what to do and guides us and gives us opportunity. But we disrespect him. We don't care. We go about our everyday life. We don't give in to him at all. We don't humble our hearts. You know, we, we, um, we don't love on people anymore. You know, God comes in and says, you're dead weight, dead meat. I, I, can't, I can't deal with you anymore. Now, some of you are saying, but how could that be, Antonia? Because God is a God of love and, of, and God gave us life, yes. The same way he gave us life, he can take it away. We all have a day we were born. We all have a day we're going to die. How that's going to happen, we all do not know. But it's in God's book of how it's going to happen. And here's the thing. God's ultimate purpose for us is that it doesn't have to happen soon that we can fulfill the will he has for our lives, that we can obey his commandments, that we can obey his instructions to us, that we can carry out the assignments he's given us, the mission he's put us on, of the exploratory vision that he's given us. He wants us to succeed in those areas. 
But we're the ones who usually sabotage ourselves, my friends. We're to blame most of the time. Because we sabotage ourselves. We don't listen. We don't pay attention. We give in. We sway one way or the other. So for this to say, if there's 10 of you in that palace, and y'all just been doing nonsense and shenanigans, God can come in and just wipe you out. He'll do away with that place. It's not just the place he's doing with away with, but the bodies that are there. Because they have not been doing what God has required of them to do. And it says here, and when a relative of the dead, right? Someone finds out this whole house went up in shambles. Everyone inside of it died. It's like when there's a major fire in a house. And then they say casualties or the entire family died, right? Burned to death, whatever the case might be. Smoke inhalation, so they died. And then the relative comes to inquire with one who will burn the bodies. Because back then at the time of Amos, we spoke about this before. You know, it wasn't how um, we do things today that we have all these cemeteries and we put people six feet under. Back in the time of Amos, if a body was, you know, uh, messed up, like it would be in this situation, they burned the bodies. They would just go right back to ashes, their bodies. They burned the bodies and then they would do a monumental spot for those ashes, right? So when it's saying here that a relative is gonna come and inquire, to get the bodies, to burn the bodies, whether those bodies were burned, whether those bodies were struck dead in the moment, because we also know in the Bible there's many times when people have been struck by God and have died instantly, right? And picks up the bodies to take them out the house. So the relative comes to inquire about what happened with the situation. Okay, I'm here because I heard my relatives died. And it's like your whole family, all of your, you know, siblings. And then they'll ask whoever is of a another house or whatever, hey, um, are there any more with you? Is there anybody else here that survived, that was spared? It says it right here, then someone will say none. Could be your neighbor saying, yeah, nobody survived. Yeah, well, all of a sudden, uh, the police came, didn't even walked in the house, and they were all dead. Could be carbon monoxide, because, you know, we've had incidents like that happen in this world all the time, especially during wintertime. So, you know, PSA reminder, go get those carbon monoxides as you get ready to put your heat on more and more, especially... Your gas heat to make sure that, you know, there's a warning sign if there's a gas leakage, right? But for them to ask, you know, if there's anyone else here? And for the people to say none. And then that relative would know, oh my gosh, this is like a disaster. This whole family's been struck. My siblings have been taken out. And that's why this relative would say, hold your tongue. For we dare not mention the name of the Lord. 
You know why? Because they know if this happened like this and it wasn't an outsider who came in and destroyed them, they would know it was judgment from the Lord, punishment from the Lord. And then that's why it says here, for behold, the Lord gives a command. He will break the great house into bits and the little house into pieces. In other words, when God's going to come in, he's going to do it to whoever he wants to do it to. He'll let anybody, whether it's from high status to low status, face consequences. And God is very particular, but he's also very direct. Because when he says he's enough is enough, and I gave you the warnings, I gave you opportunity to make changes, and you don't, the only person you have to blame is yourself. You know, there's many times when people share stories with me sometimes, and they talk about, you know, how they know that they've heard God's voice speak to them about what they should be doing in their lives, but that they don't listen. They don't follow the voice of God. And then next thing you know, they're facing major consequences of an incident, something that happened. And they've told me they know it happened because they didn't listen to God. They didn't pay attention to God. There's been instances where people have even almost lost their lives. And an example would be if you hear the voice of God clearly say to you, stop drinking and driving. And you know that was the voice of God because you felt chills all over your body. You felt a presence like never before. And then the voice says, because if you don't stop, you will have an accident. I had a friend many years ago who one day said to me that he had had a dream that he was in a major accident and that he and that he he almost died and i said to him i said i believe that's a warning dream for you because for my friend who i knew had a drinking problem and no matter how much you love your friends and you try to help them with their drinking problems Ultimately, they have to make the decision to stop because you can't control them. You can't control their decisions. You, I really had to rely on the Holy Spirit and my Heavenly Father to give him an intervention, a divine appointment of some sort. And then one day it actually happened and his car was totaled. And it was kind of like a wake-up call. But it had to get to that point. God gives us opportunities, so it don't have to, so it doesn't have to get to that point, my friends. God gives us an opportunity right away. He communicates with us and says, hey, you know what? Stop doing this, stop doing that, because this is just gonna ruin your life. This is gonna ruin your family. You know, you're gonna just uh you're gonna face major consequences, you're gonna jeopardize things like you know, God starts talking to you, my friends. You gotta immediately stop in your tracks and listen. And whatever he's telling you to do or not to do, you've got to follow his lead because he knows all things well for us. 
his ways are better than our ways. His, he has a better plan for us than what we have for ourselves. And then when it says here, do horses run on rocks? Does one plow there with oxen? Yet you have turned justice into gall and the fruit of righteousness into wormwood. You know, horses cannot, cannot run smoothly on rocks. They will stumble and fall, right? So even a horse knows, I can't run on those rocks. I need smooth, smooth ground. <laughs> You know, and um, the oxen is not going to be able to move, again, smoothly as well, you know, across those rocks. They need smooth pavement, pavement, and they know that. They're not going to be dumb enough to go on the rocks. You know, there's been times where human beings have tried to force animals in situations where the animal knows and is smart enough to, to understand, uh, I'm not supposed to go there. I just saw a video yesterday. So once in a blue moon, I'll scroll through, you know, um, Instagram or Facebook. Once in a blue moon. It's not all the time. And there was this video. I believe it was a lion cub, maybe. Not a baby. Not a really big adult one. But I, I guess, I don't know. A teenager one, I guess I could call it. And it was, someone was taking footage of it. Uh, in a location where there was a lot of snow and it was very cold and apparently uh, where this line was by was a lake or some type of even river or something but I think more really a lake and the lake had frozen because it was freezing temperatures well this lion knew to walk on the tree branch, which they do, you know, lions walk on tree branches from one place to another where there is water. But it was interesting because in the video, the lion walked forward on the branch and, and, and took its one paw and was about to, you know, start walking literally on the water part that is frozen. But the lion realized in the moment, I don't think I should be walking on this. So the lion backtracked, it walked backwards, and instead it leaped from that branch over the frozen water to another branch, and then it kept walking. And I bring this up because I just saw this video yesterday. And what I mean when I'm talking about even animals know not to do certain things on certain things that could have them fall. Uh, you know, we have to constantly be thinking, my friends. We have to be analyzing, you know, ourselves, evaluating ourselves checking ourselves out if we're doing something wrong that God wouldn't want us to do. Because at the end of the day, whatever fruit it is that God would want us to have come out of our lives, if it's rotten, it's not going to serve a purpose. That's why it talks about it here being in the fruit of righteousness into warm wood. It's not good. <laughs> 
it's corroded it's tainted tainted you know there are many times my friends when you have to ask yourself am I doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing especially when God has spoken to me and he has specifically shown me in a dream or in a vision or even maybe through word of knowledge that comes from someone else or even a prophet prophecy comes to you and that resonates with your spirit I mean how, how much more can you possibly doubt that that's God communicating with you and you don't pay attention you don't listen you don't heed to the word of God and then you face consequences my friends we have to constantly be listening carefully to what God is saying to us there are times that people after they've gone through the major tragedy of even the consequences they face because of what God said to them or, or even prepare them for and they still don't learn their lesson they still don't learn their lesson it says here you who rejoice over low the bar who say have we not taken conium for ourselves by our own strength in other words, you know, when you have pride in your heart, when you have pride in your life, and you have a certain mindset where you think, I'm the one who accomplished this. I'm the one who did this. I'm the one that got us this. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't even have this. I'm the one who set that up. I'm the one that introduced you to that person, right? We have a lot of people who live this way. They get this, they have this chip on their shoulder and um, not to name names, but in the industry that I'm in right now, with film and television, I hear that a lot. I hear the, you know, if it wasn't for me, they would have never gotten that. They would have never gotten that deal. They never would have gotten chosen. And it's that person not letting go of the fact that, yes, you made a connection, which is great. And then fruit came out of that. But instead, you're seeing that fruit that flourished and now you're become, becoming rotten fruit, trying to contaminate it based on what you keep telling people. And that's not good, my friends. We deal with that all the time in this industry. I know for me personally, I deal with it all the time. I even have my own friends coming up to me and say, if it wasn't for you, Antonia, connecting those people, those people would have never made it to their stardom. Well, I, if I don't even think that way, why does the other people have to think that way? I don't go around saying, if it wasn't for me, I don't do that. Because when I did whatever I did to connect people, I did it with a genuine heart. 
Yes, that's what was supposed to happen. I introduced you to someone because I feel you guys can connect, do business, collaborate, make a film together, come up with creative ideas or whatever. It's so that you guys, you can both flourish. I don't introduce people to one another so then they could just like fall apart. That deceives the purpose, right? So for me, I'm like, I'm happy for other people when I was able to be a connector for someone in their lives and what they needed and how other people could help them. Irregardless to the, if they get to the top of the ladder and I don't. Because everybody's timing of where they go with their successes is different. I consider myself very successful even though I'm on like the second step of the ladder. Like, you know, it's about perspective, right? So for the time of Amos, these people, they had chips on their shoulders because they just felt like, you know, I was the one who created this. I'm the one who, who, who worked hard and built this palace. I'm the one, you know, who uh, worked at the grind and here I am with all my overflow abundance of a harvest. You know, it was me, me, me. <laughs> well, that me, me, me mentality, God does not like. I had to learn myself for a while now. It's been a couple of years, especially for organizations that I am a part of or I represent, that whenever I'm writing an email, I cannot say me. Send this to me or uh, just me. I'm just referencing myself. I have to always remind myself that I'm referencing the entire organization. Thank you for letting us know. We will take a look at that. We will review that. Thank you. Right? And that's something you have to learn. Because we always naturally have this mindset of me, 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 I, 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 I. <laughs> Contact me, 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 me. Right? So, here at the time of Amos... These people, that was their attitude. That was their attitude. They were like, I built this on my own accord. I built this with my own strength. I built this with my own. It was me who made this possible. When, when clearly God is reminding us, it was God who made it possible for them. And now they dismiss God. They don't even give him credit. Because they let pride come into their hearts, into the mind, the spirit, and the soul. And they're acting a certain way, being a certain way. And God's like, what? How's this possible? You know, there's a phrase that goes, don't forget the hand that feeds you. Don't cut off the hand that feeds you. Don't destroy the hand that feeds you. We forget many times. I'm not saying that I'm not, at times, not guilty of that. But I do remind myself, I force myself to say, hey, 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 when you're going to speak with this person, thank them again for the connection they gave you. You know, out of respect, right? Because listen, my friends, God wants us to understand and know that everything that we have, our strength, 
anything we've possessed that he's given us, he's blessed us with. And everything comes from him. Everything comes from our Heavenly Father. It belongs to Him. And when He gives us access to it, we need to be good stewards of it, respect it, enjoy it, and always give credit to the person who's given it to us. God will touch people's lives to help us in our everyday situation circumstances. And when we thank that person, we also need to thank God. Because God touched the heart of that person to then help us. Help my situation, your situation. And we can't forget that. We can't take it for granted. And it says here, But behold, I will raise up a nation against you, O house of Israel, says the Lord God of hosts. And they will afflict you from the entrance of Hamas to the valley of the Arabah. Hmm. God was making it clear, my friends. Very clear here. He's going to raise up that nation against you. He's going to raise up that nation against us. They're gonna, And he's going to make sure that that nation afflicts us. We're screwed. We're going to be messed up. We're going to be shaken up. Listen, right now, when you look at the wars that are going on, there's a lot of things happening right now. There's a nation against Israel right now. Let's just call it as it is. And you know, Israel has been through a lot. We all know that historically. Biblically, and here we are in the present, seeing another phase of what they're going through. And we have to ask ourselves, was part of what happened that instigated this war, did it have to do with pride? Was that the main stepping stone to pave the way of what happened to start this war? Because the minute price sets in, my friends, it changes everything. It changes the trajectory of things. It changes people's mindsets. It brings in bitterness. It brings in anger, disrespect. It brings in a lot of things that are not healthy. It's rotten fruit. And we have to ask ourselves at the time of Amos, when the people were hearing this, what was their reaction? Did they change? right away their tune or did they not care they probably didn't care most likely because if they had not been hearing it for a while and now they have a messenger speaking to them about it they may not have like really adhered to it as well and that's why as we're going to continue to be forward 
the next couple of weeks as well as we continue into the book of Amos. Because in a couple of weeks, we'll be done with the book of Amos. We have to ask ourselves, oh my gosh, where are we going with this? All right? What's going to happen? I've read so many things, Anthony, in the book of Amos. And then I can look at what's happening today in our lives and go, oh my gosh. This is very similar to what happened at the time of Amos. Or this is exactly to the same thing of what happened at the time of Amos that I'm experiencing and facing right now. So my friends, I don't know about you, but I was truly blessed while I was reading this. It's a reminder to get us on our toes and being alert and aware and checking ourselves out and say, Hey, am I doing something that's not good? Am I doing something that could possibly have me get wiped out? So my friends, remember that when God speaks to us, we must listen. We must be still and understand. And then whatever actions he would want us to do, we follow. If God even says, I don't want you to go to this event, I want you to stay still and meditate on my word. And that's what you do. Even though you might be feeling feeling like, but I'm going to miss out on seeing everybody. I'm going to miss out of connections. So I'm going to miss out on, you know, uh, the food or whatever. You know, just listen very, very clearly to what God has to say and follow his lead. So you don't end up like these people at the time of Amos. Because God wants you to fulfill purpose on this life, my friends. So I look forward to sharing the word again with you next week. May you continue to enjoy your weekend. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the word of God. The word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.